we were adventurous boys and we found our way to a large quarry over on the Darabin Creek near to where Northland now stands. We worked our way down to the bottom of a large unused pit and there in the bottom was a wide stretch of level smooth dried mud I'll race you to the other side my companion said and he set off I followed him but he drew ahead of me and suddenly he fell the dried mud was only a thin layer and he broke through and sank down into a slimy oozy smelling mess I couldn't stop and I fell in after him and the more we struggled the deeper we sank we yelled out but there was no way anyone was going to hear given the noise of the crushing machines in another part of the quarry I sank down to my neck. The mud was deep. I cried out to God to help me and it came very clearly to me that my end was near. We shouldn't have been there. We shouldn't have done what we did and we were in great need. And yet it wasn't to be my end. Rather it became a new beginning for us. We learned some valuable, although painful, lessons. And you'll have a story like that, not about quarries necessarily, but about desperate times. Psalm 130. If you've got a Bible there, please look it up. Psalm 130. And it's a song of ascents. That means it was a song that was sung by Old Testament people as they came from the various places where they lived and started up the climbing road that led to the temple on the hill in Jerusalem. This is a psalm for times of trouble and it's about God's grace both for individuals but also for all of God's people. Now you'll notice on the screen that the psalm divides neatly into four parts of two verses each. I'd like us to read it together, reading from the screen so we're all reading the same words. Together, Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord, O Lord, hear my voice. 
Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, O Lord, kept the record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness. Therefore you are feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word I put my hope. My soul waits for the Lord. More than watchmen wait for the morning. More than watchmen wait for the morning. O Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. Well, what's this psalm about? The first two verses are a cry for help. Out of the depths of his urgent need, the psalmist cried to the Lord and the capital letters for God's name remind us as readers that he was the faithful God who kept his word. He was the almighty one who cared for his people. You see, in that situation of urgency, it was not a time to argue or to blame. It was a time to cry to the Lord, urging him to hear and respond, a cry for help. Now, the next two verses are a confession of need. Now you know that throughout the Old Testament the people of God failed again and again. Nobody could stand before God with a perfect record of behaviour. They needed God's grace and mercy. And God was renowned for his forgiveness and therefore he was worthy of their respect and honour. Feared in the psalm doesn't mean to be frightened of but to give due respect to one who was great and mighty. The next two verses are about waiting for God. Now there was no quick or easy answer to the psalmist's distress although we notice he doesn't talk about it much. It was not a time though for hasty words or actions and the waiting may well have been a test in itself. It was necessary to wait, not idly, but to pray, to consider the scriptures of truth for that was where true hope would be found in God's word. A night watchman in the psalmist's time had a demanding task. Every movement, every sound in the darkness demanded his attention. How he longed for the dawn to come when his watch would end. 
And with similar longing, the psalmist waited for his Lord to respond. How would he respond? What would he do? And the last two verses bring to us an assurance of restoration. Now for the writer of the psalm, the actual details of his distress are not spoken of. He doesn't focus on his trouble, but he points his listeners and us as subsequent readers to think about God. God's unfailing love, God's full redemption from God himself came the assurance of restoration. The psalmist was so uplifted by God's gracious response that here in this psalm he is calling on his fellow travellers on their way up to the temple at Jerusalem. He wants them to put their trust in this God. God was able to redeem his people completely. Now as a church we find ourselves in a situation that we might describe as being somewhat tangled. We might even feel out of our depth. But there are lessons that can be helpful to us in this psalm and so I draw your attention to a few points. Firstly, it is a time to cry to God. Before the service began, a group of us met, would you believe it, in the cry room? (laughs) Not as little kids. Ah, but we were there as God's kids needing him as our father at this time. It is a time for us to call upon God. Elders, ministry leaders among us, active members of the congregation, each of us, all of us, not a time to argue or to blame or to criticise but to call on the one who is our L-O-R-D capital letters who loves us wants the best for us who is our faithful God. Now second point It is humbling and yet it's necessary for us to confess our need to God. We need his wisdom to pray effectively for those who are our leaders. We need his spirit to fulfil God's purposes in us as part of his church. We need his compassion for lost ones around us in this neighbourhood and beyond. 
We need his love to show concern for one another. It is necessary for us to confess our need to God. Thirdly, our waiting for God is not to be an idle time but a time of teaching, learning, obeying God's word that he has given us because here is the source and substance of our hope. In his word is our hope. And out of the Bible come the motivation, the purpose, the principles, the divine power for all that we hope to be or that we are called to do. The psalm reminds us of God's unfailing love in rescuing us as individuals and also as a company of God's people. Here is the assurance of restoration. And we ask the the Spirit to empower us that we might obey him and fulfil his will for us. Some have left us and we should continue to pray that God's blessing will be with them and that they will continue to serve and follow him. We trust others will join us and we pray that they will find new life in Jesus for whose coming we wait just as eagerly as the watchman waited for the morning. So there is this little psalm. Difficulties amongst people, problems and troubles are not new. Others have walked this way before us. That's the beautiful thing about and the unique thing about the Psalms. Much of scripture is what God has to say to us. The wonder of the Psalms is that we have a record of how people spoke to God in all kinds of circumstances even in times of trouble, uncertainty disappointment, even frustration. So we're going to take a few moments just to think back over the psalm. It's our worship time together. God is the focus of our attention, our thoughts, our love and our service. A few moments of thinking, pondering, praying. This psalm is a psalm that points the way to a new beginning. And after a moment or two, a number of folk will come and lead us in prayer, representing the various parts of our congregation 
a time of prayer and of reflection. Friends, now it's a time for all of us to pray. It's not God's purpose to leave us in a quarry pit or any other kind of pit but to lift us up that we might grow in our love for him our appreciation of him and our service for him. So on the screen there's a united prayer as we come to the close of our service. Would you stand please? And let us pray this prayer together. Reading from the screen. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loves us and by his grace has given us eternal encouragement and good hope encourage our hearts and strengthen us in every good deed and word. May the God of peace equip us with everything good for doing his will and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Christ Jesus to whom be glory for ever and ever. Amen. Amen.